Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It They take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. This is Chris Davis with the Baltimore Orioles and I'm listening to Section 336. Hey, this is Big Bad, Bud Norris. You're listening to Section 336. Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Hey, this is Jay Gibbons. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Are you crying? Are you crying? Are you crying?
Wuzzlewuzzle? Sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearly stunning host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany one, Burt Rohde. Guess who's all back in on the Ravens, baby? <laughs> Woo! Go Ravens! And the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, uh, so I think uh, Lamar should start next week, and uh don't need to... Hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> I got enough of that in the past twenty four hours. Getting plenty of mentions, there. right? I do, right. Suddenly, I uh, I think I might go uh, just for fun. I, I was telling Matt before show, just for fun. I think this week I might forget all my Lamar versus Joe conversations on Twitter mm-hmm. and just go all Trump, go pro Trump on Twitter, sure. and see which one gets more hatred, pro Trump or pro Flacco. Or you just like not tweet during football games. I don't. I don't think. Did I tweet much during the football game? I don't think I did. Every time I pulled up my phone, yours was at the top of my. Uh, that's just because. You, that's just because you don't have many friends. I or, follow or, a lot of people. Or you really like me. <laughs> I don't think I tweeted much. I purposely during the game make sure to not tweet controversial things. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, you're doing I a good job. I, I do not tweet anything about Lamar during the game. Baloney. Josh, Josh Every one said, of your tweets was about Lamar. Here's what Josh said. Uh, here's during what Josh the game? Said when no, I walked after in. the game. When I walked in here, Josh said, I don't see what the big deal is. I want Lamar Jackson to start. I don't see why people are getting all, you know, He really needs to learn how to pass. On Twitter. I know. Bad oh, is the okay, guy right. over and over again on Hold Twitter. On. And then it's like, why is everyone having a problem with this? That remind, yes, I did. I Lamar did bring scares up, me. <laughs> I, I did. I don't think I said Lamar scares me. Yeah, that's a quote, I think. Well, 11 hours ago, you did. <laughs> um, oh, okay. More on... I said Lamar scares me as a quarterback, but that I want him to start because I can't deny the fact that they're rolling. And that was too long. All I saw exactly. was Lamar scares That's me. That's what. I, right. and, I, and I scrolled through. Exactly. Right. There's your problem. They need to put yeah. Josh back to 140 characters. <laughs> but yeah, I, right. What I'm doing is I'm I'm getting people hyped up for this show. I, I'm what? Where are your guys' so, social media presence? I tweeted. We become one of those shows where people hate watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just to see what Josh is going to say. <laughs> All right. I, I tweeted some uh, pics of me at a Liberty basketball game. Yeah, that was that wasn't yeah. too controversial. Yeah, no. well, except no crowd. There was yeah. there was. Well, you know what? Who had more people, that game or the Ravens you in were, Atlanta? You were worried about getting a ticket, weren't you? Well, the Liberty, uh, it was the Liberty to Navy fans were about a 50-50 ratio. Yeah, the Liberty Flames were kind of about fifty-fifty because there was three of us and about three of them, uh, as far as fans go, six of us total, so fifty-fifty ratio. No, it's a little complicated though getting on to to watch a game. I didn't realize you had to do all this. To I, get on campus? Yeah, I had to park yeah. at the uh, the football stadium, right. take a shuttle to get on to the Naval Academy. Oh, wow. And then and then from there, watch the game. Oh. You could have parked downtown and just walked and then, on. But it's a long walk to, to the stadium. Is I had it? a similar it's experience. At the far end of the, of the I went to a Loyola basketball game last year, and it maybe it's just me being an old man, but it's, it's scary when you go into a college campus these days. I just park in a parking lot, and then... You just got to walk across campus to find the gymnasium or the yeah, arena. Right. And meanwhile, you're passing like all these college kids, and they're like, oh, I don't like the looks of those kids. What are yeah. you, the, you, the creepy old man? Yeah. I mean, they, 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 I, I'm just minding my own business. I just want to go to a basketball game. Yeah. The 
Yeah, at, at, at any rate, it was it was it was a, a great game, and I still support my Liberty Flames. So many of my the guys I graduated with mm-hmm. have are now like ashamed of Liberty and kind of renounced they ever went to Liberty. Right, a bunch of cowards, if you ask me. I mean, here was a place that shaped the uh, you know that, shaped our experience, who we are, and just because they don't like the current administration, they're saying that you know they're they're done with the organization. What a bunch of little cowards! I think they are. You know, on uh, the game was on Wednesday, right? That you went yeah, to? Yeah, Wednesday. Because Thursday, I was in a class on Thursday, and the guy sitting next to me, you introduced where you're from or whatever, right. and it was a IT-type class, so. Right. Uh, Nerd. The guy next Nerd to me, alert. The guy next to me introduced himself as so-and-so, and he works for the IT department at Liberty University. Oh, go Flames. And I said to him, and I said, oh, were you at the basketball game last night right in Annapolis? And he, he was like, No. I didn't know there was a basketball game in Annapolis. Yeah, they're a bunch of punks, these, these Liberty guys. So who won? Liberty dominated. Did they? Good. Yeah, they got a big game right now, missing it, ha- happening right now against Georgetown. A big test for 7-1 right now. We got it. We got it. We got a, re- a really good sc- squad. And because it was just on the shuttle to the from the football stadium to the the the, the arena, I was it was just me and another family, and it turned out to be the parents of the Liberty Center. Scotty James, so I got a chance to meet them, and it was kind of a, I had a good conversation with them. That's cool. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, but Silas, we have goats, right? We have we have three goats at my house. Yeah, that Silas, my eighteen month old son, loves. Naval Academy has a mascot in the form of a goat. That kid, right. yeah. horrified. I've never seen him so scared. <laughs> the last time I saw him this scared was when I said dinner was still an hour away, and he cried. Like he was, he was just, he was, was bawling, horrified. The goat. Scared him. Is their goat different than your goat? I mean, it's a billy goat. It's more. Is, it's a billy, billy goat. I don't have any billy goats, and he. This is a very masculine billy goat. Um, I mean, it was a real live goat. No, it was a guy. It was like in a, a six foot tall goat. Oh, that's why he's scared because <laughs> yeah. he's, got, he's like, you mean those goats out in my backyard are going to come alive, stand on their behind feet <laughs> and, at, at six feet tall, and come eat me and have come really bad alive. bo? Yeah. They, they actually the goat there smelled similar to my goats. Just for the record, mm. oh, that would make sense. Yeah. A little bit of a hygiene thing with the mascot. Well, I think the suit itself probably old. And, and they and they want to they want to set you in the in the in the mood of being around goats. Yeah. So, but Liberty won. Go Flames. Anyway, this is a Ravens Baltimore Orioles podcast. Yes. So we can get to some Orioles Sometimes. and Ravens. Yeah, Orioles tried to make their some yeah, news this week. Let's start with Orioles. Um, I'm glad I don't want to work for the Orioles right now because if I did, I wouldn't be working there anymore. Because Michael Elias is just firing whoever walks in the door. But he's Walk also the door. You're right. fired. But Walk he, in the door. You're fired. You're did fired. You, did you see Michael Elias did put out his very first tweet this week? I did. And I followed him. Where he said he's trying to hire, and it made me wish I went to school for computer science. It made me wish I was smart. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, if I wasn't an idiot, if I knew how to do this stuff, I, w- I wish I could. Because if you would have told me. Back in 1998, oh. that if I went and learned all this nerd stuff, oh. I could work for the Baltimore Orioles. Back then, there was no connection with that. Right. I would, I would, you know how much I would have learned all that database stuff and all, everything. If you told me just be a nerd for 20 years and then you get to work for the Orioles, you think they get a large pool of applicants? Like, well, I'm sure they get a lot of people. Applying. Um, you think there's a large pool of qualified applicants? For I don't jobs? know because I, I don't know because I would think so. I think more and more now yeah. because I think if you were in high school. Uh, what six years ago when all this started, you kind of saw this start that's to roll true. out, that's and true. you said, you know what, I could go to college and work for a baseball team. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, did you? It, I would imagine it doesn't pay great at the no. bottom of the rung. No, compared to maybe no, other in, but, intro jobs. But the fact that you can move up, like these guys, Michael Elias, and uh, who's the guy under Michael Elias? 
They stayed my dial. Right. They went into the, what yeah. the St. Louis Cardinals at the bottom. Yeah. And they worked up to now they're getting paid pretty well. And let's face it. And they're running a baseball team. Who cares what you I get know. paid? If they were like anyone, if they were like us, and we could work for the Orioles, I mean, I would work for Crackers. I I, I would. I don't know about you know what. I, I would work for I Crackers. Would, I would I work. work. If, Ritz, even. If you told me that what I was doing was helping the Orioles, Maybe the I, would, I would go there and enter that database entry stuff for free. <laughs> I'd sit down there uh, just if to be would, part of the team. Just to help them win a World Series. Yeah, you, tell yeah, me, do it. you tell me that I get a ring and no salary, but I'll get a ring in, in six years or whatever? I don't even need the ring. I don't even even anyone to know about it. I'll go there undercover. Never tell a soul. I think that'd be a quick I, way to grow to hate something you previously love. No, I oh. no. See, I look just at like it, 115 losses. We'll do that too. Yeah, look, like it, it, it takes the life out of it. Maybe, but look at all the nerds that spend all the time doing the same stuff for like accounting and um, website <laughs> database stuff, where they're just entering all, or like inventory for stores. You don't yeah, get but, to but see I that. You get to go see a baseball team, and you're like, look, I get to type in how much Chris Davis sucks. <laughs> look here, I can. Chris Davis doesn't know, know why he's struggling, but I can tell him why he's struggling. I don't. I don't wear like an IRS hoodie everywhere I go, though. Like that's just my job, right? The, I, if I worked for the Ravens, I would probably, after a few years, grow to hate the Ravens uh, more than I kind of. Hate I don't anyway. see. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I've never met anyone who like even guys who worked in like the ticket office for teams never turned on the team. Like I think you. Yeah, mm, I could see those, the, the ticket office job not like I could see that. Being a ushers, job. I could see or not like that. But I don't think you ever turn on the team because of that. I don't. I don't necessarily trust the mental stability of somebody who, like, that's their job and they love it more than anything. <laughs> like, right. like you I don't. I don't want to say too much about offending anybody. Cynical, yeah. I don't know who listens you to the show, but <laughs> you're being critical about someone who would go and work for the Orioles and be paid to do like this database entry stuff and we do this for free every Monday night that's also yeah that's, because that's a fair we, point. we don't make any we're, I am losing money because of doing this you guys might not be I am losing money because of doing this podcast I, I'm, I'm now having to take the key bridge to yeah, get here thanks to 895 that's true you've so, got, you guys yep, got your gas and tolls I'm losing an extra five minutes so yeah we're all losing money to do this yeah. and, we're, and you're making fun of a guy who yeah. I just paid. don't understand. But we don't like it. Showing up game after game for minimum wage with a smile on your face and how you yeah. don't want to just like end it all. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> at least we come here angry and unhappy about having to do this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah at least we're not happy about it. I don't know. I would take uh, – if I could take any job to then be around baseball every day, I think I'd take it. I would. I'd probably. Even, no, I, I would not do the, the 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 selling peanuts, cotton candy, no. beer, especially beer that stuff's heavy. I, I would stay away from that. The stuff. salary would play a huge role in it for me. Yeah. Now, now that I'm married with kids, salary pretty much determines anything job related. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they really suck the life out of you, don't they? But like, <laughs> I kind of yes, they, they take your money. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I no, like I wish. When I was in, I guess it's because of the internet, but when I was in high school, I didn't know about all these opportunities you had in baseball. Well, Some of it is that they're they, growing, but I like, think a lot of them weren't there. But I didn't know you could school. get like an internship and work your way up and do this. And yeah. I always thought, well, you have to be a baseball player and then you get a job in the front office when you can't play anymore. I applied for a job for the, with the Ravens in 2004 when I first moved back here from Nashville. And I don't even remember what the position was. But I, I I didn't get it obviously. But I got a nice letter back, mm. Ravens letterhead. Was saying, it for was it wide receiver and yeah. running back? I was trying to walk on as uh, the fullback. Actually, right. I was a huge Mike Allstott fan, and I wanted to be now, the next I Michael Allstott. I will say I do. I I don't. I'm not 
I don't know how all that database stuff works. So I can't apply for the the uh, Harvard type jobs for this analytics department. But I do look at least probably once a year when at the start of baseball season just to see if the Orioles have any openings in my field <laughs> because I'm like I know they've got tons of TVs and video scoreboards and audio engineers they've yeah. got guys doing this stuff I sure. don't know how to get in the door but I do check every year I feel like every suite probably needs to be rewired new flat screens right. and you're the man for that job and I know I know how to uh, press the buttons. I, look, I'm the button lover. I yeah, can go you there can and press I, buttons. You know how you many can, you can press buttons. I've you, seen it. You know how many times I've been to Camden Yards as a reference. and they play that charge button at the absolutely wrong time. <laughs> Two outs, no one on base. Don't hit the charge music. Exactly. What they, if your they job screw is that thing up all the time? I you, can do that. You had to be at every single home game, but your job is to go suite to suite whenever somebody's like, I can't get the volume to work on my te- television in my suite. Wonderful. And you're basically just the guy with the uh, giant key ring. Isn't that? No, no, no. <laughs> I think that's most I of what he does anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's not what I do, but I, <laughs> but I, I love it. what he does. <laughs> but I love it because... How big is your key ring? Um, <laughs> I love it shoddy, because... I'll be right over to show you how to use a remote. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but that'd be awesome We've because been there for that. <laughs> before the game starts, I would just go through and make sure everything works. And then, so then I'm there kind of on call. Watching the game. Watching the game. So it sounds like it <laughs> makes sense to, to me. The game. Yeah. I've said before, I, I can't criticize too much. I don't want to. Here, right, here's My the dream job. job is to push the button on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and just <laughs> let the boats go. And then say, you're like, isn't there something they got to say? Like, uh, like how many people? <laughs> or, yeah. Well, that's a different guy. How many in your party? Four? Row two. Okay. Do, what, do you have to say something like when the boat moves? Don't you have I to think like, you just have to wave to them. As just they wave to them? Oh, okay. <laughs> so you don't have to be in... I remember uh, years ago when we took the kids and we took them on like the African safari. Oh, that's and, like, different. Yeah. The tour guide has to like pretend... Like, the jungle go, skipper. Jungle crew skipper. Yeah, and he's got to like pretend like poachers are coming and stuff. You got to tell a joke. I think, a whole right, I think you should be that guy. I could do that too. But I'll wait till I'm retired and, and salary isn't an, isn't an right. issue. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll get minimum wage at Walt Disney World. No, I, that. I'm excited for one day when I get to choose a job because I like it, not because of salary. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I would do there, – there's many jobs I would do to work with either the Orioles or the Ravens. Here's the, the – there's the one job I would not want to have. And I, I think about this every time I have to go talk to this guy. Is the guy who has to work – the ticket office inside the stadium during game day. Yeah. So, like, in the middle of the Oriole game, right behind home plate, he's up in there so you can go trade in your tickets. Because then you're just in a little box while all the action's going on. Surely they put it on the radio or something if you really want to listen to the game. I think on the radio you can. But still, it's... it's it's. Yeah. My, I don't know. My dream job for the Orioles would be to be that guy who takes the, the warm-up jacket away from the pitcher mm. and has to run back to the bullpen with the jacket. Yeah, that's a fun – You got, I think you got to be on the grounds crew and work yeah, your way up to job. the jacket guy. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to do the whole grounds crew thing. That looks like work. Right. No, I want to I press buttons, and I want to operate the microphones. <laughs> All right. Someone's got to turn on Ryan Wagner's anyway. uh, microphone. Yeah, and someone's going to need to turn it off too sometimes. Anyway, I, <laughs> hey, I, just like they press the buttons wrong, they sometimes – I, I was I was saying that Michael Elias was firing everybody. That's where this all started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody but Brady. Yeah. So Gary Rasich, uh, uh, a guy who was in charge of a lot of, a lot of the the drafting, Brian Graham, who was acting general manager, yeah. went to all the GM meetings. Right. Seemed like he was pretty much in control. On Did the, you think he fired him, saying you didn't get me Victor Victor? You're gone. Well, on the day before he was fired, I heard him on the Buster Only podcast. Um, and he was saying how he was going to, and he, he said this on the hot stove show too, that, that, that he did with, 
105.7, he said he's really getting a lot of values, the input he's getting from a lot of the people already, you know, the holdovers from the world. And wasn't that in reference to Brady? Well, wasn't that how so. he was answering a question about Brady? And then he was uh, – and then, and then Rasich, and I mean, and then the, the next day, Brian Graham was fired. Um, so there's not very many. So when they went to GM meetings, Rasich, uh, Brian Graham, and Brady Anderson was the Orioles' representatives at the GM meetings. From that crew, Brady Anderson's the only one left, uh, which tells you a couple things. It tells you Brady ain't going anywhere. Yeah, and what does that tell you guys think? Uh, why? Why is Brady still here, but the other two guys are gone? Well, that's that's it's, the a, weird it's thing. not a hard question, right? Why, What's the answer? The Angelosis. The Angelosis. Which is weird when you're telling him, "All right, this guy's got full control." But Brady, but Brady. Stays. and why? Brady stays. Right, because what has Brady done to set himself apart from these other guys? Well, I mean, part of the deal with the Orioles, and this must have been this must have come up in interviews. Hey, listen, Mike, we have a great thing going on here. The situation's perfect. Two things. You got to keep Brady, and, and you have Chris Davis on your team for the next 10 years. Like, those are just <laughs> right. things you have to deal with. And so, I, I mean, because, right? Because that's the only, only reason. If you're clearing house. It doesn't make sense he's to clearing keep him. house. Why right. would you keep just one guy? Because he's a brilliant mind. I don't, Especially no, a guy that doesn't have a job title description. Well, he has a very he's fancy got, job He's got title. a title, but a guy who's got a, a locker. Maybe, maybe he thinks Brady's a player. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know that. Maybe he right, he doesn't realize. He saw him in the dugout. He saw he's got his own uh, locker and said, "Hey, this guy must be a player coach." He still looks twenty five. Right, <laughs> right. He's still taking steroids. Yeah. So uh, and, and and yeah. So anyway, um, Brady Anderson's still here. Everyone else is gone. Are you guys okay with him? Like clearing house? It seems a little bit soon, right? You have the Rule Five coming up. You had to make decisions on the arbitration guys, which we'll get to a minute, and Tim Beckham, Caleb Joseph. So, like, there's a lot of decisions yeah. you have to make about this current roster and this current team to just kind of get rid of everyone who's formed this team. Doesn't it sound like a little premature without, you know, you think there'd be more of a transition period here, or maybe not? I think it makes sense. All right. Because what we've been talking about is we're excited that this Michael Elias guy's coming in and uh, SIG. And why, why? Because of analytics, because of sabermetrics. All that's done by a computer. So I think by clearing out house, they're getting rid of anyone who has an attachment to these players. So they can just go, we're going to sign, we're going to uh, evaluate these guys, not based on people who have seen them, but on whatever the computer says. Oh, I don't think that's true. Michael Elias has a scout background. He, he traveled around and watched right, players. Right, I think he but, values but not, eyes on players. Sure, but not at this point. At this point when he's trying to to go through the organization and decide what to keep, what to throw out. Yes, when, you need when you he's remodeling players. I don't, see, I don't buy that. That doesn't make sense. To me. Not, what, I don't think he's obligated to any of these guys. So why should he keep them? If he's he bringing his own crew, yeah. and I don't think it's premature. Why drag it along any longer? Like I, let's the, get started. I like that his quote to uh, Brian Graham was, "You did a good job here, but I have to bring in my own guys." Of course. Yeah, and there's been a little bit of negative pushback on because people like Brian Graham, right? Like he was, he, he was, uh, you know, the guy doing the yeoman's work right. right there. I've been very curious about our boy Trip. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything about. Him. I haven't heard anything either, and I hope he sticks around. He was a good guy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, obviously, we he handles like times. he handles finances. We we are a big fan. I believe. of Believe, um, but I but I, I'm with Bert on this. Like we brought Michael Elias in because we wanted him to change everything right like we felt like this is not working blow it up mm -hmm. let's start over yep 
And so it's, this happened a little bit faster than I was expecting, but we got him here to blow things up. So let's start blowing it up. You're fired. Exactly. I like it. And I hope Brian Graham, we wish him the best. Uh, we wish Gary Rasich the best. We wish Brady Anderson even better because he's, he's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> so uh, this week, or this, yeah, uh, this week, there was two big decisions um, that had to be made. Um, uh, one was, you know, firing Brian Graham. The other decision was this non-tender deadline. Um, and they released uh, Tim Beckham and, and, and they released Caleb Joseph. Uh, making for Caleb Joseph to get a, a little bit of a tearful goodbye uh, on Twitter, and and Tim Beckham's gone, so I don't think anyone's tearful about that one. Yeah. Um, you guys' thoughts on? I, I thought both these guys could go either way. Like you could argue we don't have a shortstop. Uh, Tim Beckham is not a good one, but he plays shortstop. Uh, Tim Beckham was really good for half of a season. C- Caleb Joseph again. We don't have uh, we we don't have catching depth at all. Uh, Chance Cisco showed last year that he's probably not ready, um, and so that just leaves us with Austin wins. And so, are you guys okay with Caleb Joseph and Tim Beckham being released? What are you guys' thoughts here? I was thinking that they're they're probably still going to have a veteran catcher on the team. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that they're not going to go with Caleb Joseph. So the thought is they're probably going to bring some other catcher in from somewhere, free agency, or some some old guy, cheap, cheap guy, some cheap guy. I mean, was Caleb Joseph going to be expensive? I couldn't be making that much. I, I'll I would, look up his projected so. salary. I mean, he's arbitration, so he was probably like one, one point two, one point four million. I don't know. I again, again, it's a part of the house cleaning. You know, it's, these are guys that are just going to bring back memories of the the season. We only won forty seven games, and they're not necessary. So let's move on. Yeah. Right. Um. And yeah, that's it's guys and it's guys who it's not it's not like they had stellar years and Joseph had that not like what two years ago jo- wasn't two years ago when Joseph had like the no RBIs for yeah. a whole season yeah and uh is that the same year he lost his ball that's the only thing that got out of the park that day or that year um and Tim Beckham we've t- we've had this conversation multiple times about how Tim Beckham looked great for the first month he was here but then he showed kind of why other teams let him go. Why Tampa let him go? Right. Yeah, and, and Caleb Joseph just looked it up. Was projected to get one point seven million dollars. That's a lot for Caleb Joseph. Well, I don't know if you're going to find a backup veteran catcher for that much cheaper than. Uh, and then maybe they're not. Maybe they're right. going to go with a couple of rookies. Or maybe they re-sign Caleb Joseph for one million. That's true. They could re-sign both these guys. And Tim Beckham, more understandably, was set to make four point three million dollars. <laughs> Forget it. Though it does, I don't. If Dan Duquette was here, I don't think he would have done this because what you're doing is you're admitting. That the trade for Tim Beckham is not a good trade, right? Right. And you still have to see what. Oh man, I'm blanking on the 18 year old pitcher's name who they traded. You guys remember that? Uh, who who they gave up for him? I don't. I'm blanking on the but, name, but I mean, we have to see how he how he does with Tampa Bay. But uh, right now, the, the trade looks bad. Just like the the GM of of uh, the Brewers came out and said, okay, the Jonathan Scope deal was a bad trade. <laughs> Trading for Jonathan Scope was a bad trade because Jonathan Scope was also non-tendered. Uh, so Jonathan Scope also is uh, becomes a free agent by being non-tendered. Do you guys have any interest in Jonathan Scopey on this baseball team? Of course. He's a fan favorite. It's something, somebody to cheer for, somebody that we're familiar with, somebody that we like. Uh, plays an excellent second base. For some reason, he fell off the last month and a half in Milwaukee. Now, yeah. Now, do you know... 
when Michael Elias uh, went to Houston. Do you know what he he cut the he did the same thing? He cut payroll, cut everything down. Do you know what he cut the Astros payroll to in 2013? No. Well, first of all, he didn't do all these things. He, uh, was, he wasn't Jeff, the boss. Right. He right? was Jeff right. Ludow did. Yes, but, but he was part of the team. Yes. They cut the payroll to the Astros down to 26 million. Now, he can't. Uh, all right, and then mid-season they cut it more and they got it down to 13 million. So they ended up bringing in 99 million. So they were a very profitable team as the worst team in baseball. But it shows that part of this rebuild is cutting salaries and getting it so that you're not spending money on on players out on the field that aren't going to win you games. So that's a no-go in Jonathan Scope? Well, I I think that's a no-go in Jonathan Scope. Uh, yeah, we, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I think the fact that he cut Brian Graham and he cut uh, the other guy and and anyone in-house, anyone that has an emotional connection to Scope, the only one left is Brady. Who if is? he has that, then... And John and Lou and Pete. Yeah, John, Lou, and Pete, sure. Yeah. If they might have that connection with Scope, too. But emotionally, that's it. Michael Elias doesn't have anyone on his team that has that emotional connection to True. Scope. So when you look at Scope and you see a guy who was an all-star player a year and a half ago, but last year struggled a good amount, you and is on a twenty-seven-year-old uh, on the downhill. You're not going to give him the amount of money oh, he was doing arbitration. Downhill. Josh taking shots. No, you I'm know not, who else was an all-star oh. right before we brought him in? Remember uh, Travis Snyder, former all-star for right. the Orioles. Right. Remember uh, Gerardo Parra that, that was like Scope leading the NL. The, the next Gerardo Parra. But uh, no, I'd love you guys to know I was fighting to let's rebuild around Scope. I wanted Scope in this team. I wanted him as the foundation for this rebuild. Yeah. It. I'd love them to still do that. But I can see as a with new eyes, with no one attached. I'm attached emotionally to Scope. Michael Elias is not. Right. And this is why Mike, we brought Michael Elias in to, to stay the course. Yes. And signing down the Scope would be the opposite of it staying would, the course. Right. It would be it a would detour. Make no sense. True. With their given philosophy right now to cut payroll, get younger, and rebuild. So who was the, now, who now was the GM in, in Houston that he worked for? Jeff Ludow. Ludow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I, mean, I don't know sense. if it's pronounced Ludo or Ludow, but yeah. But if he was on that team, and that's the strategy his boss had, and now he's and been, been given the reins, his own reins on another team, it's it's not unreasonable to think he's going to follow that. Now, we can't go that low because I think Chris Davis makes $26 million alone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it shows they're going to try to cut. And you know what? If Jonathan Scope is playing, uh, fixes this and, and rebounds and has a great year, maybe we can bring him back in five, six years. Yeah, when he's thirty-five, we'll need a D, we'll need a DH. He's twenty-seven, so thirty-five would be eight years from now. Okay, oh, I thought you said when they're good again. No, maybe no three years. I'm go, I'm still sticking with they're good again in three years. Yeah, I think it's all going to come down to that group of young pitchers. Yeah, Adam Hall's DL Hall. Uh, yeah, that the DL Hall. DL Adam Hall. Hall is a shortstop uh, organization. Okay, DL. It's the DL, DL Hall. Hall. Uh, uh, who's the Australian pitcher? Oh, Alex Wells. Alex Wells. Oh, get out of here! No, he's not part of this. this um, great young staff. But you're Mason right. Rodriguez was was their top pick this past time. Yeah, so all there's there's a group of young uh, pitchers that's that right now are in single A, kind of working their way up, yeah. and they will determine where this organization is. Right. I had a conversation uh, yesterday at church with a guy who said, "What do you think of Michael Elias and him saying that he's going to fix Chris Davis?" And we've gone over that on here about how it seems like a silly statement, but you hope that like how we and it made me think about how 
our, our, our interviews, how we've sat down and we've talked with Chris Davis, we talked with DJ Stewart, and what we learned, yes. being little podcasters, we learned that the Orioles had this mentality for their power hitters where they were telling the hitters, just swing away. Be aggressive. Be yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Swing for the fence every time. Yeah. That's, not the, that's, that's now changed. That's not the Oriole way of this new organization. Yeah, that's fair. But Chris Davis also, in the past, has had an off-season workout similar yes. to that of Joe Flacco, which means he doesn't work out in the off-season. Right, he doesn't work out. No, and that my point wasn't. But my, I don't. Think, my point wasn't geared towards Chris Davis. Yeah. But more of how is that going to affect our our guys coming up, the DJ Stewart's and the guys behind him, that we're no longer saying we're not trying to groom power hitters anymore. And and we've seen that doesn't work. Where so I'm interested to see what does that mean for our farm system as far as the uh, the bats. Yeah, friend friend of the show, uh, Stan the fan Charles, on his Bataron podcast this past weekend had Ryan McKenna, outfielder for uh, just was promoted at the end of last year to Double A Bowie, talk, talking about it. And and he was very uh, Ryan McKenna didn't really know anything about. He didn't say this, but you could read like he didn't really know anything about sabermetrics. He just goes out there and plays. Right. Um. And he hadn't heard any word from. Mike, Mike Elias about any new philosophy. And I, would, and I wouldn't think but he would by now. Yeah, yet. It's early. Not yet, but you're curious if he didn't really know anything about right. sabermetrics. But he's not going to hear from Mike Elias. Mike Elias is going to talk to the director of scouting who's going to talk to his coaches. Yeah, but, but my it's point is... going to work its way down. But my point is, if you ask any minor leaguer about sabermetrics at this point, it'll probably be either what they've learned on their own or they don't know anything about it. Right. And I think that's going to change. I think even yes. to the minors, it sounds like... They're, they're going to talk about sabermetrics and how right. they can use to enhance their performance. And that's what we talked about at the end of the season when we had guys like Zach Britton saying, I've never seen this before. Right. And uh, regardless of how that affected Britton, when you're teaching minor leaguers how to handle sabermetrics and how to, that plays into their gameplay, that's, that does huge dividends as they grow in baseball. Yeah. All right. Want to get to some uh, Ravens? Because we have a contrivacy on our hands. A, a, a contrivacy? contrivacy? Yeah. I don't think we have a contrivacy, but people want to make it a contrivacy. Oh, this is, this is, the this is, Josh, if this, and this is on 1 of I 7, they're pissing me off because they keep on saying, like, we have a quarterback situation. No, this is a quarterback a controversy. controversy. Well, hold on. Is it a controversy? <laughs> yes, this is like a textbook quarterback controversy. It is, except it all depends on Joe's health. If Joe is not, Joe hasn't been cleared to play yet. I know. So if Joe isn't cleared to play, there's no controversy, or however right. you were saying it over there. Contrivacy. Contrivacy. Uh, yeah, the Britain say it. Yeah. The, the contrivacy comes when Joe is 100% healthy. This is Sunday's game for the quarterback controversy, which we're witnessing. It's the perfect game. It was it, – it, literally, I was loving – because literally, not, it, it could not have been better for the quarterback controversy. Yes. Because if you were a Lamar Jackson fan going in, they beat the Falcons in a game that a lot of people right. thought they were going to lose. They, they they won the game. They won the game. Um, he was a part of that with a run game. Played well. They yeah. dominated the clock. This helped the he defense. Had, he got one, all that. Yeah, he got the one touchdown. Yeah. Anyone who was trying to make an argument that Lamar Jackson should still be the quarterback over right. Joe Flacco, they ha- they got a lot of stuff yes. that they can use. Yeah. Likewise, if you're a Joe Flacco guy, you saw um, three, Lamar Jackson three fumble the ball three times. You saw him miss a wide-open John Brown on a deep ball. You saw him make no really deep pass. There was right. one play over 20 yards. They had, the team had over 80 plays, only only like two in the red zone. It was kind of ridiculous. A lot of, a lot of that uh, sidearm shuffle stuff. Yeah, some nonsense going on there. The defense dominated and led the team to victory. So if you're a As, Joe Flacco guy, you're further entrenched that, hey, 
that what we did on Sunday was right. work against playoff teams, and so you're more full, fully influential in the Joe Flacco bandwagon. Well, that's so each group has their guy more entrenched. Perfect quarterback. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is because I totally under, I can totally see both sides of it. Yes, and and there's no clear argument for either side. There, no one wins. And except the, the Ravens, only, they've yeah. won three in a row. And right. talk radio wins. And too. talk talk radio wins. <laughs> Definitely talk radio wins. Yeah. And, I never listen to talk radio. I've been right. listening now. I'm 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 into it. Right. And if you're the Ravens, you're. you're and oh, and don't forget, RG three went in and did okay for a little bit. Yeah. So my RG three theory that supports my argument that RG three should be the quarterback. So, <laughs> so it, if you're the Ravens, I think you kind of like Joe. Just kind of work on that hip. Let's wait till you're 100 uh, percent because you don't want to make that decision. You don't want to do that. You you want you want to because clearly. You can't take Lamar out when you win three in a row. When you're you're right, you when the if you did not have the clock domination, the worst thing that happened for the for the quarterback controversy is the fact that the Ravens won and Lamar played horribly. No, that's, that's the best thing that happened. Well, all right, for the controversy, yes, yeah. it's the worst thing if you're trying to figure out who's your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, because if the defense does not play right. out of their minds, then the Ravens lose and everybody's. Once Joe right. Flacco back. Like the first two weeks, we're like, all right, well, uh, the team won. Lamar did okay. We didn't really learn anything. Week two, team did uh, won. Lamar did okay. We didn't learn anything. Week three, team won. Lamar did horrible, but he did control the ball. That's what I say. You can't you can't put it all on the the defense was exceptional. Yes, but we had the ball for almost the entire third quarter. We had the ball. For what was it, twenty minutes? I, I think the Falcons had some like forty snaps the entire game. Yeah, yeah, and and, and when Ryan uh, Matt Ryan doesn't have the ball, they can't score. Right, and that's why. Then that's what my my Lamar scares me as a QB tweet that you were making fun of at the top of the show. The rest of that was, but you can't ignore the fact of how the offense dominated the clock. So you got to ride out with Lamar because the best way to beat the Chiefs is to keep the ball away from the Chiefs. So Josh, are you backing down from your previous tweet? That said, Lamar. That said, Joe Flacco with a broken hip could outplay Lamar Jackson. I've, I've never said that. Oh, okay. I've I thought never I read said that. that. <laughs> but I, I do. Like <laughs> but I will. No, but I will say a healthy Joe is a better quarterback than Lamar. But how do you define quarterback, Josh? A like, thrower, a guy oh, that can a throw thrower. the ball. Oh, see, I look at quarterback as someone who can lead the team and win. And to uh, me, that's Lamar Jackson, a guy who doesn't fumble the ball. He's got five fumbles in like three games. The 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 Ravens were uh, unwatchable. For F- Joe Flacco's last five games before he got hurt, yep. I was out. I'm out uh, completely. You were Joe Costco. Flacco you were Costco, plays man. his boring quarterback leading a team. Boring football, unwatchable football. Do you think? Hold on. Lamar Jackson is exciting, even when he fumbles, even when he makes mistakes. <laughs> as a 21 year old starting his third career game, will do. But I've been watching all three games from beginning to end. But I, he took over. But I've seen Joe's reactions on the sideline. He doesn't look excited. I, He's I never agree, looked excited. Yeah, I agree. Joe's Joe's mannerisms here are concerning. Right, no, no, it's not concerning to me because he's gone after this. It's year. not concerning to me because he's always looked care. bored. He can be he, as he's taking the snap. He still looks bored. And I'm still like I'm not putting on the purple glasses thinking we're making some huge playoff run. If we eke into the playoffs, we're still very half, lucky. Half game behind the Steelers. I know. It's un- it's unbelievable. We do we do not win all three of these games with Joe Flacco. We lose at least one of these past three games if we had Joe Flacco. No, see, I, I, there's so, no so, way. So no matter Joe Flacco's health, you're sticking with Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yes. I and th- even, if it, even if we don't make the playoffs because of it, I'm okay with that. Josh, yeah. how can you say 
you you equivocal little punk over there. How can you say in, in one side of your mouth that Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, then say you want Lamar Jackson starting against the Chiefs? Because defend yourself. Sure, I can defend myself. I think no matter. I think these past three games, no matter who was behind quarterback, if Sam Cook was behind the being quarterback yesterday, he would have. Uh, the Ravens would have won. I think Sam no Cook. Way. Sam Cook had the longest you pass think, yesterday. I think. Josh, how, how many times no. would Joe Flacco hand the ball off and dominate the clock the I, way Lamar well, Jackson no. did? I don't. I Matt don't. Matt Ryan would have had the ball twenty more minutes and scored three touchdowns. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. You guys. I that don't running think, game only works with Lamar Jackson. You know that, right? I I know I know that Lamar running side to side helps open up the front. Uh, yeah, I, I get the, that. He's always a running threat. I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But I also think the Ravens. This came at the bye week. The Ravens do something exceptional that no one pays attention to that often. They come out of the bye week strong all the time. They're really good self-evaluators. Last year, they were a crappy team. After the bye week, they won four games in a row. They did the same type of thing because they find whatever they evaluate during the bye week, they fix. And I really think that whether it was Joe or Lamar, whoever was coming out at that bye week, they determined that they were going to run the ball more. Okay, Josh, that's fine. I set up this so, question by saying you, you think Joe Flag is a better quarterback, yes. but Lamar Jackson just start. I'm still yes. waiting for you to talk about that. Oh, okay. Uh, because I don't think Joe's 100% healthy yet. Uh, but if he's 100% healthy. Uh, I, I Playoff game, you got to win right now. Who are you going with? Who am I playing? If they're both healthy. Who am I playing? Huh? The Chiefs. Chief, playoff game. Chiefs have, a, Chiefs have a pretty weak run defense. I'm sticking with Lamar because I think. Oh, so you're doing this game-to-game matchup to matchup? Yes. yes. Because Crazy here's. Because who's your quarterback? Right now, if Lamar. If you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. You're going to bench a healthy Joe Flacco based this on week, whoever we're playing? This week, yes. This week, I would, I, would, I would give Lamar a chance because the team's hot. You can't bench the guy when the team's hot when they've won three in a row, No matter, even though it was bad teams. You got to go in here where the Chiefs just put up forty points this past week, uh, and it's and it's all about ball control. So if you can keep that, if Lamar can do the drive to a a, a I believe they're below uh, the in the bottom half of run defenses. If you can get Lamar and and Gus Edwards, don't forget Gus Edwards is a huge part of this that people aren't talking about. Uh, that getting him in over Alex Collins has made a difference. But if you can keep, if you can run the ball. And you can keep the ball away from the Chiefs. You can do that. I would have if if Joe is healthy. I'd have Joe as the backup, ready in, because in case we need to throw the ball long, in case it turns into we're we're behind by a big margin. The the Lamar Jackson style of football works well in tight games where you can control the, where you need to control the clock. I don't think it works in comebacks, and there, I have major concerns that a good defense can scheme to stop Lamar. Right. I would not trust Lamar facing okay. the Patriots. All right, Josh, I'm going to tell you this because I care about you, and it's important for people that are that care about you, Josh, when they see something like this, to come out and confront you about it and talk to you about it. Here's the thing, Josh. It's so obvious from listening to you that it's amazing you won't admit it to yourself. You like Lamar Jackson more than Joe Flacco, and you want him to be the quarterback of, the, of your team. You're a Wait, closet Lamar no, Jackson but I think, lover, and you're acting like you still have to defend your boy Joe Flacco for no. some reason. Just embrace Lamar Jackson. All the stuff you just said I think, supports Lamar Jackson against any playoff team about controlling the clock and all that nonsense. I think anyone— so support Lamar Jackson. Don't give this old caveat 
but Joe Flacco's a better quarterback. Just say you like Lamar Jackson. You want I do like Lamar the Jackson from now until the future. I do like Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is the future. He is going to be. He is the guy Even I want this next year. year. Yeah, maybe. I, what has Joe Flacco shown us the last four years, five years? Yeah. Uh, what wide receivers has he had? And he, it doesn't and the, matter. Look, and the, look I at judge, his first why, half. Why do you continue to feel the need to defend Joe Flacco when you just did all this good stuff because, about Lamar Jackson? Because what, just embrace Lamar. What, what Joe does not do is fumble the ball three times. Oh, fine. What he does not. He, he threw his he, interceptions when Lamar does. How many fumbles did Joe Flacco have on his first three starts as a rookie? I don't know, but I'm not going off that. Lamar was drafted in the first round. Joe was virtually a walk-on. No, Joe was he a first-round first draft. He wasn't first-round. Yes, he was. Yes, he was he higher was. than Lamar. He was like, what, 16? I don't think he. I don't think that's true. You guys are making stuff up right now. No, he was. He was. He was not. He was because he was our third string. He was the third string quarterback. He only became our quarterback because everyone died in front of him. You guys get up your Google he was, machines. Two thousand eight, round one pick, number eighteen. Okay, I said sixteen. Okay. It was eighteen. It was, it was close. It's pretty darn close. Yeah. All right, he just and didn't, Joe Flacco had three fumbles. I don't know. A couple right starts. All right. And and but but, but he's got but, five. But, but but we're not comparing, and, and that's a little bit annoying because we're not comparing Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson. We're saying, yeah, because Joe Flacco now? played against good teams. Joe Flacco three starts. Well, no. who's, who's better? Who's right better? Now? Who's better right now? Joe Flacco's right, not going to have three fumbles right now. Right, because we're not facing. Right, we're not facing putting rookie Joe right. Flacco. No, I think, I think there's things to be concerned on both sides. I, I don't think you know what you think. So Josh. I can I can I can argue <laughs> if you want me to argue the. The pro Lamar, I can argue that too. I, I that's all you've that's, been arguing the whole time. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You love Lamar Jackson, you just won't admit it. I don't know why. I do like Lamar Jackson. I never said I didn't like Lamar Jackson. Everyone on Twitter says I don't like Lamar Jackson. I said I like all Lamar your Jackson. Tweets say you don't like Jamar, Lamar Jackson. No, they say that I've got major concerns about a quarterback that throws the ball like this. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta major concerns. Major, major I, concern. I don't think he is yeah, but ready we, this but year. But we have no concerns about Joe Flacco the, over here. The whole team wasn't ready this year. We were below 500 yeah. three weeks ago. And this is why I'm full. Now right. we're above 500. We played three crappy teams. Well, we, we should beat them, but I don't yeah, think we Joe did. Flacco beats at least one of those teams. I think Joe. I think now is the time where Burt mentions, who did Joe Flacco lose to this year? The, since, uh, the Cleveland Browns. I rest my case. <laughs> and the Bengals, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Browns and Bengals lost to both of them. But the Bengals are easy. We they're an easy win, Bert. And the Browns are good now. Blah blah blah. <laughs> the Browns are good. The Browns, the Browns beat a lot of teams this year. I want. I don't care what happens in the next three games. I want Lamar Jackson to start against the Browns and beat the Browns in Week 17, so we can rest this case. It but is Lamar Jackson can beat the Browns, but Joe Flacco can't. It is interesting now, though. Twelve to nine, we lost that. It game. is. It is. Besides the quarterback controversy, it's. Interesting now that three weeks ago we were talking about John Harbaugh's job and John Harbaugh being gone. Then we went to, well, we got to win out in order to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we're at a point where with the Colts losing yesterday and the Steelers losing, where we're actually like seriously saying maybe there's a remote chance we have a shot at the, at the division. And then if not, we could lose two of the next few games and we still might have a shot at the playoffs. Like, yeah. we're in complete control now of the playoffs. It's weird. So, uh, John Harbaugh's out there buying his Lamar Jackson jersey. Yeah, well, he, here's how the division plays out. And I'm kind of with Brett on this in that I think I'm fully on Lamar Jackson bandwagon. I wasn't last week. I am now. And I think this is all, like, house money because I don't think we're yes. supposed to win this year. We're not. Agreed. Agreed. So, so, let's just let it ride and see what happens. Yep. The big question I have is can a team in 2018 win – Without a pat, without, without a passer, a, yes, we we did it. In, we did it in, in back in two thousand. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we we didn't do it in 2012. We, we we threw the ball in 2012 to get there. Um, but can we do it in 2018? Can we play good defense and run the ball and just do and have a great kicker and just do right. that and win? I don't know if it's possible, but we're going to find out. And why not? We're yeah. playing house money. No, and, and, and that's what makes it a lot of fun is it seems like the Ravens kind of even themselves came out of that bye week playing saying we're playing with house money. It doesn't matter because the defense is doing things differently. And part of the – is them getting so much rest is they're able to come out fresher. Suggs looked the best he's looked all year yesterday with the Falcons. You don't think they're motivated a little more with a quarterback change? Uh, I don't think so. Suggs was asked about it yesterday, and he showed he's a he's a Joe guy. Well, so um, when the microphone's in your face, I you got to say something. I don't think I don't think they're pro. I don't think anyone on that team is pro Flacco or pro uh, Lamar. They're pro winning. Yes, and I think no Same. matter no I, matter who you're winning, I disagree. But it's okay. exciting. No matter who's at the helm, if you're winning, you're going to get excited. I don't think so. so I, I, don't, I don't think Michael Crabtree, John Brown, will say that. But okay. They've got their concerns, but but they cannot vocalize those concerns because you do not want to be the guy. If I'm John Brown, I'm pissed off after what happened last week. Right? Well, sure. if I'm John Brown, was, I am. He was getting his yards. He was having right. like a comeback player. Yeah, like he was getting his yards with yeah. with, with with Joe Flacco. If I'm yeah. John Brown, I am wondering what am I even doing here when you can't throw the ball as far as I run. Yeah, um, but well, he overthrew. He overthrew John. That's Brown. true. He did overthrow yeah. one. But it's 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 fun. It's exciting, and um. I can't wait for next week I, with the Chiefs. I can understand those guys being upset, but at the same time, you're coming to Baltimore to play wide receiver. Like, what, what's the last successful wide receiver we've ever had? Anquan Bolden. And, be- <laughs> and before him? Yeah. Right. Brandon Stokely? Oh, and that, and, <laughs> and that's, that's, a good, what, that's a good reference. And that's there. what people with like, the— you come, Wide receivers come here to die. Well, and that's the, that's the yeah, argument the people the will make for Joe Flacco is they'll say, look, look, here's who Flacco has had his entire career. And you got Bolden, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, if you look ahead at the schedule, um, Steelers play. They're talking about winning, winning the division here. We're half game back. The Steelers play um, the Raiders, the Patriots, the Saints, and the Bengals. Right. Raider, they, Raiders held their own against the Chiefs this week. Nonsense. They're they're going to go thirty three to forty. No, it's close not. game. I know, but you're implying by that, that the Raiders are somehow good. Divisional yeah. game. Nonsense. And they can't be good. Lamar Jackson beat. Yeah. Them. Yeah. So the the Steelers will go two and two. It's done. Yes. The Steelers are going two and two. They're going to beat the Raiders and Bengals. They'll lose to the Patriots and Saints. That's done. And I know, yeah, the – something wrong with my mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I know that the uh, the Cowboys look good against the Saints. The Saints look bad. But whatever. The Saints are going to beat the Steelers and the Patriots are going to beat the Steelers. They're going to go 2-2, two and two, which means the Ravens have to go 3-1. and one. The Ravens are going to have to go 3-1 and one to, to win the division. So the question is, can the Ravens go 3-1? and one? Right, and that – but three and one. Two weeks ago, we thought they were gonna have to go three and one to win a, uh, to get a uh, playoff spot. Right. But we played the Chiefs, Chargers, Buccaneers, Browns. Right. We're gonna beat the Buccaneers and Browns. Right. It's all about and walk over. It's all about the Chiefs and the Chargers. Can we beat either the Chiefs or the Chargers? And pa- and that's where it comes back to the Lamar and this time of possession and and if Lamar can do this and is what's cool about the Orioles or the the Ravens is. That they are playing a style of football now on the offensive side that we haven't seen in years, and and we've talked a lot about this being a pass happy league and a pass first league and how they've they've changed rules. Is now my mic going out? Yeah, it's contagious. Yeah, uh, so the, the warranty's up on these mics. Right, they're all going all at once. Um, so now we're going to get to see how it works. Like, is this team? Can this team really compete against a big boy uh, like the Chiefs? The uh... The Raiders lost to the Chiefs yesterday. 
40 to 33. So the yep. Raiders were able to put 33 points on the board against the Chiefs defense, whereas against the Baltimore defense two weeks ago, they only put up 17 points. I'm talking about the Raiders here. Now, we are playing the Chiefs next Sunday. Should we not be able to uh, equate the 34 points that the Raiders were able to put up against the Chiefs? And if so, can our defense keep the Chiefs below 40 points? Or And, and if we're running a, a Lamar Jackson-led offense, controlling the ball, controlling the clock, keeping the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands as much as possible... He can't put up forty points if he doesn't have the ball. Yeah, and that, but but, but that, he but he can he can drive the ball down the field. Something Matt Ryan was unable to do. I really under don't understand, and I know it was limited snaps because Lamar Jackson controlled the ball. I don't understand what I saw on Sunday from this Ravens defense. They were as dominant as you'll yeah. ever see a football team, and and they were that way against the Titans, and but they haven't been that way all year. Mm. No, and so and I know it's partly but because they got but still, they got Tavon Young back. They that J- health of the J- speed. Jimmy Smith getting better and, yes. and more healthy. I, I I I get all that. Still, I mean that that was a an embarrassing performance by the Falcons. And I don't think I think I don't think our defense is that good because we haven't been that good all I, year. And so I think the Chiefs is going to be a uh, Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback. It's going to and, and I know they don't have Kareem right. Hunt anymore, but and we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> but I. I'm ner- I'm still nervous about our defense. I'm, I still don't think uh, I think great football, great offenses in this in this league. The whole league is tailored to offenses, right. and I'm I curious to see how our defense performs. I, I've been doing I've been doing film study with Ken, and he keeps telling me about how good our defense is. So I'm going to say our defense has been pretty good all year. When you look at all the stats, we've let in like all the stats except for turnovers. And when when we're used to looking at defenses and judge a defense based on turnover, it's it's weird to say all right, well this team's. Like the like uh like knockdown balls that are like in the lead of right. but not turnovers. And a lot of that comes down to luck, right? Like just being yeah, in the, some in of the it. Right plot mm-hmm. Some of it, time. like like was it yesterday? Well, yesterday, remember the Chiefs almost scored by that pass that uh, one of our linemen knocked the ball up in the air and then it went and hit one guy's hands and then it hit another guy's helmet and then a, and then a yeah. Falcon caught sure. it. That's all luck. Yeah, right? yeah. So it didn't. It, there was a penalty, so it didn't matter. But once that ball is knocked, it it generally becomes luck. You generally it's you don't see many since Ed Reed basically. You don't see many interceptions where suddenly the cornerback is wide open right. to catch a ball. So our defense seems to like go through these phases, even the middle of a game, where they get on a roll or maybe coming off of a of offensive score or something, and they get like the taste for blood, and then all of a sudden, it's, yeah. Like Matt Ryan is on his back three plays in a row, or you know, or, two weeks ago where they uh, where sacked Ju- sacked Derek Carr three times in a row. Right, where, that was Judon got all three. Yeah, and it's it's like it's almost like they know the offense knows it's coming. We're watching on television, be like, I know what's coming. And They're I, gonna kill this guy, and if he doesn't get a quick pass off, he's on his back. And I think that's where the time of possession really helps because you've got the defense guys just like like on the edge like like a racehorse that's like way sure. behind the gate just oh, they totally. want to get out there they've been sitting there for right. a half they're, they're hour doing there, they just want to get out there and then they get out there and they just charge on this guy i think there's something to say for that so sure. i totally think that helps out the ravens i like how um on on our our video feed here we have on in the studios it puts up the last comment <laughs> and this last comment's been sitting up there for a while that says he was a first rounder. Just a reminder to Josh that he was wrong early in the podcast about Joe Flacco. Yeah, I cleared that. Just standing that up there. Like Thanks, that. Stone. He yeah. gone. Hey, if Lamar Jackson plays poorly and the Ravens lose, 
like everyone agrees Lamar Jackson is going to start against the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yes. Even if Joe Flacco's healthy, if, right. Lamar's going to start. But if, if Lamar, if we fall behind, I could see Joe going in second half or something. I don't think so because it's not a must win. I don't think anybody thinks we're going to beat the Chiefs. They're eight and a half point favorites. You're right. Especially going in, you're right. It's not a must win. Um, If if we lose, though, does this debate start all over again? Joe versus No matter what. Or is it done? Is it it, it Lamar now? Is it Lamar time? Lamar would have to, in order for the debate to shut down, Lamar would have to turn into a passing quarterback. Oh, I think they would. if they beat the Chiefs, the discussion's done. Right, if you yes, if the Ravens beat the sure. Chiefs, it's yeah. no longer. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. If you yeah. beat the Chiefs, yeah. it's, it's. I'm not going to say I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but I'm really enjoying this quarterback controversy. And if we beat the Chiefs, it's going to be over. Yeah, yeah. You'll, no matter what, Lamar. Right, does. You'll, exactly. You'll still hear a little bit of it, but um, if Lamar falls four times, right, then if, he's out of here. If <laughs> it, right, you'll still have it if Lamar struggles like he did with the Falcons, but the defense puts up multiple touchdowns. You'll still have it. So. You, Lamar, it would have to be just like this, where the Ravens win and Lamar does bad. But th- that there's no way that can happen. Yeah, there's no way because he's going it, to play it, well. To it it the shouldn't Chiefs. have happened against the Falcons to play. But the Falcons like the, look at their record; they're right, a bad team. Right, but to play a game with the Chiefs, that can't happen. If the Ravens win, Lamar plays good. Yeah, the Falcons are a joke, man. They have such good players too. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Did Julio Jones even have a catch yeah, yesterday? Yeah, two. Yeah, we shut him down. Yeah. They were even resorting to like trick plays. Yeah. My, uh, uh, new out there throwing passes. Right. What's going on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a, like a perfect completion rate for all his trick plays, and that was his first uh, yeah. complete pass in his career. Meanwhile, yeah. Sam Cook is still perfect. Yeah, like for five, five yards. passes or something. Yeah, I know. I don't know why it doesn't get more of opportunity. That should be the real controversy. I, I had a bunch of stories to get to. We'll have to wait for another week, though. Um, like I had this one: Florida woman faces an aggravated assault charge after authorities say she passed gas in a line at a dollar store and then put a knife on a man who complained about it. Yeah, I heard about that on Glenn Talk Radio this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I know, I, I, oh, did, you also, did they also talk about the football players in Northern Illinois? No, I haven't, I haven't heard. Oh, no, I, I, yes, they did. Oh, they did? Well, no, that, was over, all my that, AP that was over the weekend, but I did see a conversation with Glenn and Drew about that. Um, yeah, they were suspended for three games. But not Hazen. It After was they ran that, across the field naked with Oreo cookies right. wedged between their butts. They just did it because they wanted to. Right, they just wanted to. It was considered not hazing. Yeah. I guess it's that hazing is really bad, huh? It's like bullying. So they have to say that it's not hazing. It's So it's okay to run around with no clothes on with an Oreo in your butt cheeks if you're not hazing? I'm doing this entire podcast with an Oreo in my butt cheeks. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but you got pants on. That's that's. Oh, that's what and I then did. he's going to that, eat it later. Right, that's what I did wrong. How about this one? I bet this was on Glenn Clark. Glenn Clark's stealing all my thunder. How about this one? A New Jersey school district apologizes for a substitute teacher who told first grade students that Santa Claus isn't real. No, but there's a lot of talk going around on uh, on parents groups on Facebook. Remember to tell your kids to remind your kids to not spoil the the, the magic of Santa Claus. I bet it, I bet it was it was parents like you whose kids because you never told your kids about Santa, did you? No, remember we've had this. I'm sure we had this discussion on this podcast one of these years about Santa, where one of my girls, either Emma or Brooke, I don't remember which one. In the carpool, got kicked out of carpool. Oh no, I didn't hear the story. They got kicked out of carpool because in the carpool, they told the girl Santa's not real. See, that doesn't surprise me at all, coming from your family. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I need I like to get to, back and, to the bigger and, point. I like to tell my kids about the truth. Josh is in family groups in Facebook. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Mandy was telling me about it. Okay, <laughs> I bet Brooke now is going to be. You got to talk to Brooke because she'll probably say something like. You mean Camden? Or Camden, whoever is going to say something like. 
Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, yeah. and she's going to get kicked out of carpool. Yeah. You got to talk to her about that. I'm, I'm working, Josh is going to kick her out of the house. I'm, work, <laughs> I'm working on Camden. Camden watched a little bit of the Ravens game with me yesterday, but she still doesn't understand how I can like the Ravens and the Orioles. She has no concept that it's two games. Okay, and I hate Lamar that. Jackson because I'm having trouble understanding how you can like Lamar Jackson and love Joe Flacco, but still want Lamar Jackson. Josh, I want you, after the show, I want you to go on Ravens.com. You, you, you want a Venn buy, diagram? Buy a Lamar Jackson's jersey. I'll buy a Lamar Jackson jersey. And just fully jersey. embrace your love of Lamar. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. what I want you to do. Did you, did you, uh, did you draw my name for uh, Secret Santa? I'd like a Lamar Jackson jersey. Every, every time Lamar Jackson has a mistake, Josh immediately tweets, I told you so. I did not. <laughs> you guys are making this up. And then he comes to the podcast. Tells this is why Lamar Joe Jackson. Flacco needs to be our quarterback. You guys are making this up. It's what it oh, seems like. I got in one Twitter <laughs> fight with Tony Lombardi where, who, who was trying to judge how, whether or not Joe Flacco should start based on Joe Flacco's facial expressions on the sideline. <laughs> former friend of the show, Tony Lombardi. The reason he's a former friend of the show. <laughs> Cross lines with Josh. You're cut. <laughs> He's like uh, Michael, Michael Elias cleaning house. Nah, he's, there's other reasons Tony does not like me. It is not because of my Flacco takes. Does that have anything to do with Buffalo Wild Wings? No, that's why I don't like Tony. <laughs> uh, Bird, uh, Birdland Sports might be why Tony doesn't like me. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, there's a little drama there, huh? Uh, apparently so. Yeah, I could see. I could see how that could be a problem. It has nothing to do with the <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings in Westminster and that guy being a jerk. <laughs> No, 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 no. I haven't been to a Buffalo Wild Wings since. No, remember, my my Buffalo Wild Wings letter was addressed directly to Tony. It was Tony who decided to forward it to the corporate offices. (laughs) Oops. On that note. Let's go home. Yeah. Before we bash some other people. All right, boys and girls, hope you enjoyed the show. You can follow us on all those social media platforms. Make sure you follow uh, uh, Josh Roca, of course, to find all his pro Joe Flacco tweets, especially on Sundays. <laughs> if something bad happens what in the game with Lamar, about. immediately log on Twitter and see what Josh tweeted about it. That's what I do. Uh, you can follow the show where there will be no controversial tweets at section 336. Hold on. Show. Uh, did you, I flooded, I flooded our our. We are social media with that according to Elias stuff last week. Yeah, I think my favorite response to that was like, you can retweet this all you want. It doesn't mean the world's yeah. going to be good. And that person <laughs> doesn't realize that, that I think he, that person doesn't realize that every day it was a different quote. Yeah. I had like 10 quotes lined up. Yeah. Also, like, we know the Orioles are bad. Right. We're just going to rebuild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ever heard of yeah. it? <laughs> we're trying to suck. It's called right. tanking. Right. Okay. When, if we were good, it'd be a problem. Right. Get the wax out suck. of your ears, dummy. <laughs> Right, because yeah, there are going to be people making fun of us next year for being Oriole fans. Yeah, like like we're expecting them to win. Yeah, uh, you know what's going to be a lot of fun is our is our season preview show where we make our predictions. Because yeah. for the past four or five years, we've been very positive. Well, my favorite thing is not just other other sports teams fans that make fun of the Orioles. It's the like Oriole fans who are saying like, "Why do you guys cheer for them? They they, they suck." Right, or they're not going to win. Like yes, we know we get this. Right, we're, we, <laughs> this is part of the deal. We signed up for this. It's like, well, what it is is it's those fans that just jumped in the past four or five years. Yeah, and it's like, all right, let me get the big picture going right. here. Go back, go on. We understand Redskins, Yankees will be good yeah. for the next couple well, years. Go root for them. There's also fans who've been fans for thirty years who make the claim we'll never win as long as Angelos is the owner. Right, that, that group too. I don't, I don't really deal with that group. I don't like that group. That's a whole other group. That's a, that's a bunch of crotchety old men. <laughs> Um, Cratchy old man. 
All right, boys and girls. Oh, yeah, I was leaving. I was getting out of here. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram, too. We're we'll, all over the place. We'll, we'll talk about those people next week. Write us and review us. Um, unless we talk bad about you on the show today, then don't leave us a rating or review because it probably wouldn't be nice. Uh, but you probably wouldn't listen to this part of the podcast anyway. No, that's why it's at the end, Tony. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert on Twitter at Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter at uh, Josh Rucker. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. Go Lamar. Say it, Josh. Go Lamar. <laughs> go Lamar. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. Josh has said... This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.